If you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle. How's it going, Raider Nation? Today is Sunday, March 8th, 2020, and this is the Angry Raider Podcast. I'm your host, the Angry Raider. Thank you very much for joining me today. So if this is your first time listening, uh, I'm a Raiders fan who is currently living in northern Italy and um, kind of locked down, almost locked down, not quite locked down. I can still go out and around do stuff, but because of coronavirus here in, in northern Italy, uh, my travel is very, very restricted to pretty much my place of work and my immediate community. Anyway, so it leaves me with a lot of time to think about uh, the Raiders and where things are going for the season. And so I got to thinking about how they match up against every team in the AFC West. All right, so first, if the Raiders want to have any kind of playoff success, first they have to beat the teams in their own division. And so this first episode will focus on the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, so let's get right into it. The Los Angeles Chargers kind of had a very disappointing 2019 season. Uh, it was They came off a very successful 2018 uh, season where they earned a wild card playoff spot, tied uh, – the Kansas City Chiefs for the division title, but uh, lost on a tiebreaker. Had a record of twelve and four. Won the they won the the wild card game. Uh, they beat the Baltimore Ravens in that game, and then I think they lost to the Patriots. Was it? Yeah, they lost to the Patriots. And so, going from that, uh, they had a, a lot of high expectations and a lot of optimism head, heading into the twenty nineteen season. And for several various reasons, it all kind of fell apart. Um, among them were the many substantial injuries that they uh, that they had on their season. So it's really disappointing, uh, especially for – well, not for a Raiders fan. It wasn't disappointing at all. I loved it as a Raiders fan, not going to lie. But I'm sure as a Chargers fan, it was very disappointing uh, seeing guys like Derwin James and Russell Kung miss a lot of time um, because of injuries. And then also – Melvin Gordon holding out for most of this, for a good portion of the season, uh, which really hurt the offense in several ways. So, as a Raiders fan, I loved it. As a Chargers fan, I'm sure it was really, really annoying. So they definitely had a very, a very disappointing 2019 campaign to say the least. They finished five and eleven, dead last in the AFC West, and I don't believe they won a single game in, against AFC West opponents. Uh, no, they were they were zero and six against AFC West opponents. So uh, certainly, um, almost a worst case scenario season for the Los Angeles Chargers. But twenty twenty is coming up, and the Chargers will definitely have uh, a chance to to make things better. So what I want to do real quick is kind of see how the Raiders and the Chargers compare, and during this time, specifically before free agency. Okay. Uh, we'll do another one uh, after free agency and see how they stacked up. Uh, in all honesty, I really don't expect the Chargers to do a whole lot in free agency. I'll get into that here in just a little bit. Maybe I'm wrong, um, and if I am wrong, you know, we'll we'll know soon enough as free agency starts in a little little over a week. But as it stands, the Los Angeles Chargers do have quite a bit of resources to improve their roster. So as I'm looking at it, they have about $57.2 million in cap space. That's definitely more than enough money to, uh, to address a lot of your needs. And then they uh, didn't make any, 
any moves uh, to acquire any more draft picks or to lose any draft picks. So they have their traditional seven uh, draft picks. Uh, round one, they have the sixth pick. Round two, they have the 37th pick. Round three, they have the 71st pick. Uh, pick 112 in the fourth round, 152 in the fifth round, and then round six and seven, they have pick 186 and uh, 221. So they got their seven picks. They got $57 million in cap space. And so they definitely have the resources to take on to improve their roster, which honestly, they really don't have a whole lot of holes. One thing that I really hate admitting as a Raiders fan, but I have to because the number one rule about this podcast is – uh, to eliminate bias. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to do that 100%, but I'm trying to do that as best as I can. And honestly, as I look at the uh, Chargers roster and I compare it to the Las Vegas Raiders, I see that the Chargers um, overall have a much better roster. Uh, they have, they literally, it's almost like Noah's Ark if you look at it. They've got two. Uh, potentially really good safeties. They got one great safety, obviously, in Derwin James. Nasir Adderley could potentially uh, become a very good free, uh, a very good safety. Uh, then they also have, uh, I mean, they got two good cornerbacks, two good pass rushers, and Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Uh, they got two good wide receivers in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Even though Mike Williams has been a bit of a disappointment, he still he still has. He still has a little bit of thump to to his game. He can definitely make a difference if uh, if he's if he's given the chance. Uh, and then also, they have a very good uh, running game with Austin Eckler. And last year they had Melvin Melvin Gordon. Uh, really, the only weaknesses that I see on this team is uh, mainly through the offensive line, uh, which and even that they they started to address that as they traded just traded for Trey Turner, the guard from. Uh, the Carolina Panthers trainer away Russell Okung, who, uh, for because of injuries, uh, was unavailable and all, and also ineffective in the 2019 season. So they got a very good guard out of Trey Turner, and and so the offensive line is already getting a little bit better. And like I said, they don't have a whole lot of other holes. Uh, the other, the only other one is with Phil Rivers gone, they have a huge glaring hole at quarterback. I believe right now, as it stands, their quarterback would be Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, he's he's definitely in that in that tier where he's a a fringe starter, uh, elite uh, or very good backup. So. He's definitely not not anybody that's going to move the needle for you, but he's he's not a, a disaster by any means. He's uh, you know the ship isn't going to isn't going to sink because of him. Um, so he's he's not a he's definitely not a horrible quarterback, but uh, I don't think he's who the Chargers anticipate using the entire season. Uh, depending on how free agency and the draft goes, he may start. Uh, a few games, especially early on in the season, if they draft a quarterback uh, with their sixth pick. But uh, definitely by mid-October, November, he won't be starting anymore, and whoever they have uh, will be uh, – will, whoever they drafted will be starting. Uh, so now a couple of reasons why I don't think that the Los Angeles Chargers will do a whole lot in free agency is – as I look at their situation, I, I honestly don't think that it's very attractive to, to free agents. As it stands right now, they don't have a franchise quarterback. Players, especially free agents, 
they take that into account. They look at a team, okay, what are they offering me, and uh, who, will I, who will I be playing with, who's the quarterback. All right, a lot of teams will leave their current team and go to another team or pick their team based on who has the better quarterback. It's not always just about uh, X amount of dollars who's offering more money. Um, and honestly, the Chargers, while they have enough cap space, they don't have they don't have like a, a huge. A, they're not just don't have a glutton uh, gluttony of of cap space. There are a lot of teams that have a lot more cap space than they do, and so if they get into a bidding war with some of these teams, they're going to lose out on uh, on a lot of them because a lot of teams just have have a lot more money than the Chargers do. And then also, as I look at it, Chargers fans, let's be honest. The move to Los Angeles, while it increased the value of the franchise and gave you guys a brand new shiny stadium, I mean you're you're kind of like the like the Los Angeles Clippers were in the '90s. Um, that you're sharing the same building with a team, that, a much more popular, much better team. Uh, and then not only that, but honestly, if you think Los Angeles football. They're probably the fourth or fifth most popular team there. Honestly, Los Angeles is still a Raiders town. Say whatever you want about uh, about it. Los Angeles is definitely still a Raiders town. Uh, then also the Cowboys are very popular there. Uh, then after that, the Rams are certainly more popular than the Chargers in that town. And honestly, if we're being totally honest, the USC Trojans are a more popular football team than the, uh, than the Chargers are going to be. And so, and then not even if you go beyond that uh, into other into other teams, I mean, you can't tell me that the Lakers and Clippers and Dodgers have a much much better following than the Los Angeles Chargers do in that town. Uh, so, while a lot of teams, while a lot of players may look at oh, going to play in Los Angeles, like oh, that's going to be really good. Uh, there's a lot of business opportunities there, entertainment capital of the world, nice sunny weather, that's awesome. Uh, but you know, I, I'm probably the Chargers are probably the eighth most popular sporting team there, if that, maybe ninth. Uh, you know, they're. I, I'd even guess that the Los Angeles Kings are probably more popular than they are. Um, so, if if a, a big time free agent is looking to make a name for himself in the city, certainly Los Angeles would be a city that he wants to go, but not for the Chargers. Uh, I just I just don't see that at all. And then, and so they don't have a stud quarterback uh, to attract free agents. They don't have um, they're not very popular in their own town compared to the other teams that are there. Then not only that, guys, there's no way no other way to put this. The tax rate that they'll be paying for California is about thirteen percent. Guys, that hurts. I know it's a progressive tax rate where what that means is that not every dollar that you earn is taxed at 13%. But once you reach uh, $1 million, every dollar after $1 million is taxed at 13%. So if I'm a player trying to go, trying to make about $8 million, okay, that's that's a pretty fair price for uh, for a player. Uh, say, hey, um, you know, I'm your I'm your average linebacker, um, and I'm and I'm looking for a team. Hey, look at this! The Chargers are offering me eight million dollars. Well, hate to break it to you, but one million forty thousand dollars of that eight million is going to go to the state of California, and not to the player. 
this is something that agents use. Agents uh, agents look at that. Players look at that. Players are much more financially responsible and much more financially educated today than they were back in the 90s and in the uh, early aughts and even in the teens. This is 2020. The players know how to make money. Several players, when they uh, go to college, uh, the college makes them take uh, financial uh, readiness uh, classes and really teaches them like, hey, yes, you had the chance to go play professional sports and you will make a lot of money. Okay. There we can go on for days about all the players that made a lot of money and blew it. And so the colleges educate them and teach them, hey, check it out. This is this is, these are taxes. Okay. This these are some of the tax loopholes you can look in you can look into getting uh, but it's still going to cost you money. Um, okay, this is how much you're going to pay your agent. Okay, this is how much when you buy a car, this is how much it depreciates in value. Uh, this When you go and buy a house, this is how much it appreciates. These are stocks. These are bonds. These are things you want to invest in. This is a 401k. And so players are much more financially savvy. And when they look at California taking 13% of their income, it's going to drive them away. There's just no other way around it. Okay, and so you uh, contrast that to a team like the Denver Broncos in Colorado. They pay less than four percent taxes. All right, so uh, they'll be able to save a hell of a lot of money. Nevada doesn't have state income tax, so literally, if like if there was two teams that a free agent was de- deciding between, let's say that a free agent was deciding between signing between the Chargers and the Raiders, the Chargers would have to pay him so much more money. For him to, uh, for it to be worth it to go to uh, the Chargers instead of the Raiders. Okay, so we'll stick with that eight million dollar figure. So the Chargers are offering eight million dollars. The Raiders can offer the that player seven point five, even seven million. So they're offering them one million dollars less per season, but they're still going to get an additional $40,000 than they would if they signed with the Chargers, even though they're making $1 million less. And so that's going to that's gonna attract uh, detract a lot of players from going to, to the Chargers. Okay. But they can make a few, um, a few moves that would uh, through free agency. And one that they, that I think they should consider now, Chargers fans, if you're listening to this, I'm not saying that this is 100% what they should do. Because even though um, a lot of free agents won't be attracted to the Chargers based on what I, uh, those points that I just made, um, there there are a few free agents out there, very key free agents, that they there is something that they can offer them. One of them is the New Orleans Saints quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. Now, Teddy Bridgewater is not a spectacular quarterback, but he definitely is a starting quarterback in this league. He is good enough for that. All right, he proved it with the Minnesota Vikings. He proved it with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, when Drew Brees was out, I believe the Saints still went 5-0, and and Teddy Bridge, they didn't miss a beat on offense because Teddy Bridgewater was playing well. Yes, he has his flaws. Yes, he's not perfect. Uh, in fact, he's even more conservative than Derek Carr. Uh, if you look at... Um, at their intended yards um, per attempt. So, like, if they're throwing the ball, how how far down the field is their target? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is even uh, behind Derek Carr in that. However, he doesn't turn the ball over. He's mobile enough to use his legs that defenses have to respect it. And 
Uh, the Chargers definitely have the free the money to sign him to uh, to the thirty million dollars that he's going to want. And so, if you did that, if the Chargers did do that and signed Teddy Bridgewater, then you have a much more competent quarterback going into it, and it gives you a hell of a lot of freedom in a what is a very deep draft class. Okay, so Chargers fans. Uh, think of this, and Raiders fans also take note of this because this is a very realistic scenario that could happen. The Chargers go out and draft Teddy, uh, excuse me, sign Teddy Bridgewater to thirty million dollars. Okay, so they still have um, almost thirty million dollars left in cap space, and I'm sure they can re- rework some deals, cut some players, and things like that, so that they still have even thirty million dollars in cap space. And then with the sixth overall pick, they sign Isaiah Simmons, which Raiders fans will hate to hear because Raiders fans desperately want Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker from Clemson, to play for the Las Vegas Raiders. I hear people talking about how the Raiders should trade up for Isaiah Simmons, uh, which I don't think the Raiders are in any kind of position to trade to give up any of their draft capital for a linebacker like that. I think that there are other options available to them that will not be as good um, for specifically the linebacker position, but overall for the team would be better for them. But that point's neither here nor there. Uh, so they... So just like that, the um, the Chargers have a franchise quarterback who who can uh, lead a team to a victory, and they have a defense that features get this uh, damn uh, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, um, then Derwin James and Isaiah Isaiah Simmons. That would have to be one of the most athletic defenses in the entire NFL, and they would wreak havoc on teams and. Make it absolutely horrible. All right, so there really is a possibility that the Chargers, even though everything was so disappointing for them in 2019, that this team can really bounce back. Raiders fans, don't underestimate what the Chargers may be able to do in 2020. This could be a very quick turnaround. As I said earlier, they have very few weaknesses and a very, very good roster. Okay, it's just weaknesses that they have are very key. Again, the offensive line and the uh, and the quarterback. Other than that, as I look at this, uh, cornerbacks, I got to give, if you compare the Raiders cornerbacks, cornerbacks to the um, Chargers cornerbacks, the Chargers win that. The Chargers have uh, better safeties. The Chargers have a better defensive line. Uh, they have better linebackers. They have better wide receivers. Um, the Raiders have a better quarterback, a better offensive line, and a better tight end, and a better running back. That's about it. And in all honesty, if the Chargers do sign Melvin Gordon, um, which, again, I don't think they will do, um, certainly not to the number that he wants, but I think Melvin Gordon is going to find out that he's not going to get uh, as much money as he wants. I think he's looking for around $14, $15, $16 million. He's not going to get anywhere near that from any team out there. Just watch. Just wait. Be patient. Nobody's going to sign him to to that deal. And so maybe the Chargers can come back um, later on in free agency and sign them to to a deal, uh, to a more, much more team-friendly deal that they'd be willing to do. And honestly, if it was Melvin Gordon and Josh Jacobs, that's a wash. Uh, both ways around, that's an absolute wash. And so really the only advantage that the Raiders would have would be offensive line, tight end, quarterback. All right, now. I can already hear Raiders fans and even Chargers fans claiming that Derek Carr is not a better quarterback than uh, than, than Philip Rivers was or that he'd be a better quarterback than what the Chargers could get. Because the Chargers aren't 
don't have to get Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, at number six, they can still draft Justin Herbert and save themselves, uh, you know, an easy $22 million in free agency and use that to uh, get other players. Uh, the problem with that is uh, that uh, when you're doing free, is that the draft is after free agency period. And so still a lot of teams, a lot of players aren't going to look at the Chargers because they don't know for sure that they have that stud quarterback. Uh, and maybe not even Justin Herbert uh, to a... Uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the last name. I'm sorry. Uh, Tunga Viola, I think. Tunga Viola. Tua Tunga Viola. Anyway, they, uh, he's in play. Even if they don't think they can get him at number six, they can easily trade up to get him um, if they if they need to. Or Jordan Love. Or even if they want to wait till the second round and uh, and get like a Jalen Hurts if he's available or Jake Fromm. I don't think Jake Fromm is going to get past um, the New England Patriots, but I mean, hey, stranger things have happened, and so maybe maybe he does. Maybe the Chargers are able to get him in the second round. I mean, these are all things that are possibilities. So the Chargers don't necessarily have to get Teddy Bridgewater, but honestly, if they did, it would give them a lot of flexibility with uh, with who they have to draft, and it could make their defense a hell of a lot scarier, and they can use the draft pick. To and they can use a second round to improve their offensive line. I'll, I'll give you another scenario: the uh, Chargers need uh, offensive line help, and the Redskins are um, given are have Trent Williams on the market. If I'm the Chargers, I'm looking at hey, you want uh, pick number seventy one uh, for uh, our third rounder, pick seventy one for Trent Williams. I think that the Redskins would definitely go for that. Uh, they get good value out of it. Uh, they could get a very solid player at at that position, and they're definitely in a rebuilding mode at this point. And Trent Williams could come in, and whoever he's protecting, he'd be pretty solid. If they did that, let's pretend for a minute that they traded for Trent Williams, and that they signed Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, so now you, with Trey Turner and Trent Williams, you're giving Teddy Bridgewater a solid offensive line, two good weapons. Austin Eckler, and possibly Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry is a free agent, and um, it doesn't sound like uh, the Chargers are in any posi- are in any hurry to let him walk. I've heard rumors that they're going to use a franchise tag on him. Uh, the franchise tag for a tight end this year would be north of eleven million dollars. I don't think Hunter Henry is worth that. Hunter Henry is definitely a very a, a very competent tight end, but he's nothing that's going that's going to blow. Um, blow the pages off, uh, blow blow the tops off of defenses. Uh, he's you can count on him for you know forty five to sixty five receptions, you know six to seven hundred yards and six touchdowns. So definitely a very good tight end. Uh, that would probably make him the worst tight end in the AFC West, uh, assuming that Noah Fant um, takes the second year leap and becomes a very good tight end and has. Um, has a good has a good year, uh, but he is definitely behind Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. So uh, the I, I just don't see them using eleven million dollars of their cap space because uh, while again while they have a lot of cap space, they're not exactly flush with it, and so they do have to be pretty smart with it. Uh, the transition tag seems to make a little bit more sense. That would be about nine million dollars a year, which is still uh, overpaying uh, Hunter Henry a little uh, by a little bit. 
I, I feel. But, you know, one or two million dollars to solidify the team. And then um, I, if they did do that, the hope would be, hey, check it out, Hunter. Uh, we we got you. Uh, we got you for another year. And now we got our stud quarterback from the draft in whoever it's going to be, Jordan Love, Justin Herbert, or maybe they do sign Teddy Bridgewater. And we they go out and have a very good season. Uh, they can definitely use that to sign him, sign him to a longer longer term contract. That would be the only reason I see that they would want to use a franchise or a transition tag on Hunter Henry, because again, while he's very uh, very good tight end, he is expendable. He is replaceable, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Chargers uh, did just that. So, uh, very quickly, the Chargers could. Uh, improve this team by quite a bit. They've got the cap flexibility. They've got a good, solid foundation. They're head, they got a very good head coach in Anthony Lynn. Um, if you're comparing head coaches, I got to give that one to John Gruden. I'm sorry. I know Chargers fans are going to complain and bitch about it all the time. Now, John Gruden is a better head coach than um, than Anthony Lynn, and Derek Carr is a better quarterback than anyone that the Chargers are going to be able to produce in 2020. And yes, I'm sticking to that, and I have proof for that. All right, let's look at a objectable, uh, object, uh, objective facts about uh, Derek Carr and John Gruden. Okay, so in 2019, uh, the Raiders beat the Chargers both times. Um, they beat them 26 to 24 in November, and then 24 to 17 in December. Okay, Anthony Lynn, it was Anthony Lynn and Philip Rivers uh, versus John Gruden and Derek Carr. Okay, now. Anthony Lynn had Anthony Lynn and Philip Rivers had the better wide receivers, the better defense, uh, overall the better roster, and the Raiders uh, still went out and beat them uh, both times very handily. First was on uh, Thursday Night Football. It was kind of a nail biter, and it was really an interesting game to watch because if you watch the Raiders, the Raiders had um, kind of one way that they could that they could beat a team. Uh, that was uh, their formula, formula to win a game was kind of like a triangle. Think of if you've ever heard of the triangle for a fire. You think um, if you haven't heard of that, it's you need three things for a fire. You need heat, you need oxygen, and you need fuel. If you take away any one of those three things, the fire will go out. So you need all three. For the Raiders, their victory triangle was they need to be able to run the ball, they need to be able to stop the other team from running the ball, and they need to win the time of possession. Uh, with the time of possession, obviously they had to uh, eliminate turnovers and things like that to win the time of possession. So, with those three things, th- that was what the Raiders used to really win. And if you go along all seven of their wins, they follow that formula except for one game, and it was that Thursday night game against the Los Angeles Chargers in Oakland. All right, where really the Chargers statistically blew the Raiders out of the waters. They had. Uh, several more first downs than the Raiders did. They had a lot more yards than the Raiders did. I can't uh, remember the numbers off the top of my head, but it was somewhere uh, along the lines of like six or seven more first downs and over 70 more uh, total purpose yards. And But the Raiders still won this game, and this this was the one game where the Raiders used a different formula to win. It was uh, causing turnovers and, causing, and pressuring the quarterback. 
And that's so if you remember, Eric Harris had two interceptions that game, and Carl Joseph had an interception that game, so he picked off Philip Rivers three times. Should have been more like four or five times, if we're honest, and Raiders fans know what I'm talking about. But uh, some ticky tack penalties were called, and things were taken away, and it was really, really stupid. Um, and uh, even in that Thursday night game, Melvin Gordon was there, and he had a great game, rushed for over 100 yards, and had, I believe, two touchdowns that game. Uh, but Phillip Rivers was just absolutely horrible, throwing for three interceptions. I think he threw for less than 200 yards in that game. And he was sacked, I think, five times. Two and a half times, by the way, by Cleveland Farrell. So I don't want to hear any Chargers fans saying that Cleveland Farrell was not a good draft pick because that guy made your offensive line his bitch. So Chargers fans, you're just going to have to take that one on the chin that Cleveland Farrell was a good pick for us. Okay, so you take that. You take all these advantages that the Chargers had, and the Raiders still beat them uh, in that game. And then even later, uh, the game in Los Angeles, which was, again, it was a home game for the Raiders, I know, but technically the Raiders were on the road. Um, and so the Raiders were on the road. Uh, they had the worst roster. They didn't have their best playmaker in Josh Jacobs. He was injured that game, so they had to go with DeAndre Washington. By the way, Duran James was back for this game. And the Chargers defense was at full strength, or as, as close to a full strength as you're going to get uh, for any NFL team in December. And honestly, Derek Carr absolutely tore the Chargers a new one. He absolutely obliterated, obliterated that team. He went 26 for 30. I think it was 26 for 30 or 26 for 31. Either, either way, he had an insanely good completion percentage, uh, throwing for over 291 yards. And uh, he rushed for a touchdown, which is always really funny because I keep hearing from people that think Derek Carr sucks that Derek Carr can't use his legs um, to extend plays or to create first downs or touchdowns. Well, he he definitely had a touchdown where he outran the Chargers defense to the uh, pylon and uh, scored a touchdown. He also threw for a touchdown, and the Raiders had to use uh, DeAndre Washington, their backup running back, to do it. They didn't even have Josh Jacobs. Derek Carr, John Gruden, they're better – they're a much better head coach uh, quarterback combo than anything that the Chargers are going to be able to put out there because Derek Carr is definitely better than Tyrod Taylor. He's definitely better than Teddy Bridgewater, and he's definitely better than any rookie uh, that's going to come out of the draft this year. At least for 2020, he'll be better than any rookie that will come out of the draft. Definitely 2021, 2022, and going into the future, uh, any number of those rookies could definitely end up being better than Derek Carr overall. But at least for 2020, Derek Carr is going to be a better quarterback than anything that the uh, Chargers, Chargers are going to be able to get out. Even if they go do something completely different and get uh, Tom Brady, which I think would be stupid for them, but if they did that and got Tom Brady, uh, Derek Carr at this point is still better than, than a 43-year-old quarterback who can't move behind a um, an offensive line that gives up a lot of sacks like that. So overall, as you're comparing the, uh, the Raiders and the Chargers, the Raiders have a better head coach. They have a better quarterback. and um, But even with that, again, the Chargers can make a very quick turnaround. Unfortunately for 2020, I don't think it's, it's going to matter a whole lot uh, because while they can definitely improve this roster, uh, just about the, uh, the three teams in front of them, they are light years behind the Kansas City Chiefs right now at this point um, with uh, uh, with who they have at quarterback. And then also, uh, while they have a good amount of cap space and a good amount of draft capital, 
You know, the two team, the other two teams in front of them, the Broncos and the Raiders, have more. Uh, the Broncos have more cap space than the uh, Chargers do, and they have a lot more draft capital. Uh, the Broncos, I believe, have th- uh, three third-round picks, just like the Raiders do. Uh, and then the Raiders, uh, while they don't have – well, technically right now they have less draft capital – or excuse me, not draft capital, um, cap space – uh, again, yeah, they um, they have about seven million dollars left in cap space. Well, most likely they'll cut uh, to here Whitehead, giving them an additional six million dollars in cap space. And so, really, the Chargers would have one million dollars in cap space. But again, team uh, free agents would be more likely to sign with the Raiders anyway because the Raiders have a franchise quarterback. They have a sweet new stadium. Uh, they are the biggest ticket in Las Vegas, uh, sports wise, and. Um, and they don't have. They won't be paying thirteen percent of their in, of their income to the to the state. That's fucking ridiculous. Thirteen percent. That's absolutely ridiculous. And that's something that the Chargers are going to have to deal with every single year because they're not leaving Los Angeles anytime soon. And and I'll, I'll tell you this though: the Chargers will leave California before California <laughs> fixes their tax bracket, um, which. Is to say that the California, the state of California, is never going to change their tax bracket. And then, not only on top of that, uh, the <clears throat> the Chargers, they're going to have, or uh, the Raiders, they have much more draft capital than Raider, than the Chargers do. Um, you know, round one they got pick twelve and nineteen. Round three, 80, 81, and ninety one. Round four, pick one twenty one. Round five, one sixty. Round seven, two twenty seven. Uh, so the Raiders have five picks. Five of the first 91 draft picks, and with Mike Mayock and John Gruden calling the shots, they're gonna they're gonna do well. They're gonna find uh, some more players out there to build this roster. And so while the Chargers can definitely have the assets to improve their roster, the Raiders just have more assets to improve their roster. And throw on top of that that they have a better head coach and better quarterback. Um, I don't see the Chargers. Uh, Getting any getting better than the Raiders uh, in 2020. Uh, again, this is all subject to change via, um, you know, if uh, via injuries and things like that. But overall, as it is right now, I don't see the Chargers uh, getting out, uh, leapfrogging the Las Vegas Raiders this year. I definitely think the Raiders will uh, will have a better record than the Chargers. The season series, I would say, worst case scenario, they split. Um, but uh, the Raiders will definitely win at least one, probably two. There's no way the Chargers are winning both uh, winning both of those games. So um, I, I would put it that the Raiders are going to win both of those games because again, they're both home games uh, for the Raiders, and I think they'll they'll have the they'll have a much more improved team. You give them a much more improved team. Uh, against a team that they beat twice last year, I think they're going to do it again. So, but um, it's not all doom and gloom. I do think the Chargers could surprise people uh, very much. Like as much as I believe that the Raiders will finish ahead of the Chargers, uh, if there's injuries down the road, then the Chargers definitely could surprise a lot of people and could very well make the playoffs. But I don't see it happening. It is a possibility, uh, but a very unlikely one. So thank you very much for listening to this. Um, Again, 
uh, get me on Twitter. Tell me where I'm wrong. I know none of you are going to tell me, oh, hey, Angry Raider, you knocked out of the park. You're absolutely right. Bang on. I know nobody's going to do that. You're going to tell me where I'm wrong. Get on there. Tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me where you think I'm stupid. Tell, tell me, Chargers fans especially, tell me who I overlooked. Tell me what I, what I didn't take into, um, take into account and things like this. Tell me what you think about signing Teddy Bridgewater and drafting Isaiah Simmons and then trading for Trent Williams to, to improve your team. Tell me what you think. Uh, about drafting Justin Herbert or Jordan Love or Tua Tango Viola. Um, so, yeah, tell me uh, what you think about this and let me know. Um, and uh, I'll probably tell you why you're wrong to disagree with me. Uh, but that's the beautiful thing about talking about football is that nobody ha- it's just football. Nobody has to get all fucking butthurt about it. Just enjoy it. Talking football is supposed to be fun. Take care, guys. Once a Raider, always a Raider. <laughs>